When you need something supernatural, that's not saying grace. That's not saying a quick prayer. That's going in the labor. Dr. Tony Evans says the kind of prayer that really makes a difference is hard, hard work. You say, why do I have to go through all that? Because you're giving birth to a miracle. You're asking God to do something out of the ordinary. This is The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, author, speaker, senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, and president of The Urban Alternative. Prayer can be a pleasure as we enjoy the closeness it gives us with God. But today, Dr. Evans will tell us how to take our prayers to the next level, a level that's much more effective, but much less comfortable. Let's join him as he explains. Prayer is the one thing God has established to make contact with what he has already decreed. Where there is no prayer, there is no contact. And where there is no contact, you do not get what God has already declared for you to have, known as his will. The lesson that you and I are going to learn from Elijah today, I want you to right now put everything out of your mind you've ever thought about prayer for a few moments. And I want us to learn from Elijah this point of contact and how it works. Let me start off by reading two verses. Chapter 17, verse 1, 1 Kings. Now Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the settlers of Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives before whom I stand, surely there shall be neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. So Elijah tells Ahab, it's not going to rain. Chapter 18, verse 1. And now it happened after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, go show yourself to Ahab and I will send rain on the face of the earth. So in chapter 17, verse 1, he says, it's not going to rain. In chapter 18, verse 1, he says, it's getting ready to rain. So before we go any further, let me explain why this rain thing is there in the first place. Ahab didn't make this up. You see, in Deuteronomy chapter 11, verses 13 to 17, this is what God said. God says, if you go worship idols, I'm going to close down heaven so it won't rain. If you choose other gods, I'm going to no longer bless your crops. I'm no longer going to bless your planting. I'm no longer going to bless your fruit bearing. And the sky is going to dry up if you go after other gods. But he says, if you turn away from other gods, then I will open up heaven and I will let rain again fall on the earth. So the whole reason Elijah is praying It's based on something God had said years early to Moses. So having prayed biblically, we now are going to see something. I do want you to turn your Bibles here. Hold your finger in 1 Kings and turn to James chapter 5. The book of James chapter 5. In James chapter 5, let me read beginning with verse 16. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effectual prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. 
Now watch this. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. So he's taking this back to Kings. And it did not rain on the earth for three years and six months. Then he prayed again and the sky poured rain and the earth produced its fruit. Stay with me here. God said, it's not going to rain. God said, it's now going to rain. There's a gap of three and a half years between when he said no rain because of their idolatry and when it was going to rain. So watch this. The change with the rain only came when the idolatry was addressed. As long as there was idolatry, there would be no rain. Many people want God to send rain in their lives called blessings without wanting God to change their lives. And he gives you the secret of prayer that produces the supernatural. James said the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So we not only know that Elijah prayed, we now also know how Elijah prayed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And James is writing to New Testament Christians. James is writing to you and me. But he uses an Old Testament saint to explain to New Testament Christians how to get heaven to deliver rain. How to get heaven to open up to deliver the will of God, which is varying from person to person in its application. So that means if you and I understand effectual fervent prayer as illustrated by James in the life of Elijah, you and I can affect heaven opening, heaven closing. No rain, rain. We can affect it just like Elijah affected it. And let me tell you why. And then I'll tell you how. You know why? Because James says that Elijah was of like nature as us. In other words, he wasn't Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, or X-Man. He wasn't some superhero. He's just a man. So he wants you to know Elijah has nothing on you. Question is, what does that look like? All right. Verse 41. It says, I had the sound of the roar of a heavy storm. That's what he says. Elijah says, I hear a thunderstorm. But wait a minute. In the verses to follow, there is no storm yet. In fact, you're going to see in a moment, the sky is clear. In fact, there's not even a cloud in the sky. In fact, nobody hears this but Elijah, because Elijah has to tell Ahab that there is a sound of a storm. Because Ahab can't hear it. So let's get something straight. Your proximity to God will determine what you hear. See, if you are not close to God, you won't hear the will of God applied to you. You'll be like Ahab. What you talking about? Because you don't hear anything. One of our problems is we want to hear from God while keeping our distance from God. No. Elijah could hear the will of God and he could hear the timing of God's will. See, he already knew what the word of God said. Deuteronomy 11. 
But the question on the floor is, how do I know that word in Deuteronomy is applicable to me right now? That has to do with spiritual distance. What made his proximity so close? It said Elijah was a righteous man. He lived his life to please the Lord. You cannot hear the sound of God's will and live a lifestyle that makes him sad, that makes him unhappy, that is not seeking to please him. You can't hear his voice and be in a long distance relationship. All right. So if you want to experience supernatural power in prayer, the proximity must be close. It cannot be far away so you can hear the sound of the particular application of scripture in your personal experience. Okay, so that's number one. But it gets deeper because verse 42 says, and Ahab went up to eat and drink, but Elijah went up to the top of Carmel and crouched down on the earth and put his face between his knees. Stay with me here. Elijah goes up to Mount Carmel. He doesn't go with Ahab. He goes up to Mount Carmel. He separates himself and he finds a place to get alone with God. In other words, what he was getting ready to ask for was so big. What he was getting ready to call on from heaven was so deep that he needed an undistracted environment for his discussion. Okay? Do you have a place you can go? A closet, a room, some place you can go where there will be undistracted communication. It says he bent down, put his head between his knees. In Old Testament days, what the women did was crouch down, put their head down, And then somebody would say push. In other words, it was the position of labor. Why? It was the position of labor because he's about to give birth to a miracle. It was the position of labor because he's getting ready to give birth to something supernatural. See, when you need God to do something not regular but super unleaded, When you need God to do something not ordinary, but extraordinary, you got to get in a position of birth. But no woman gets in a position of birth unless she's pregnant. The whole point of birth is that you are pregnant. See, some of us want God to give birth when we haven't even let God get us pregnant. We don't have the pregnancy of his presence, the pregnancy of his life, but we want him to give birth to a miracle. He knew that he needed the miracle heaven to open, so he got in a position and he labored. This is the biblical word travail. Travail means to be in labor. When Jesus was with Martha and Mary in John chapter 11, and when he was in Martha and Mary and Lazarus had died, and he was getting ready to raise Lazarus from the dead. That's not an ordinary thing. So what Jesus did, the scripture says, is he stirred himself up. When you need something supernatural, that's not saying grace. When you need something supernatural, that's not saying a quick prayer. That's going in the labor. You say, why do I have to go through all that? Because you're giving birth to a miracle. You're giving birth to something supernatural. This is not regular, ordinary. You're asking God to do something out of the ordinary. 
but he needs a point of contact. Question is, do you want to give birth to something? If you do, Dr. Evans will come back in a moment with more on the specific steps you need to take. First, though, what you're hearing today is part of his current series called Elijah. There weren't many biblical characters more deeply connected with God than this powerful prophet. But that didn't stop him from struggling with discouragement and depression, or facing obstacles and opposition with the deck stacked against him. If you can identify with some of those problems, you'll benefit from the answers Dr. Evans delivers in this six-part sermon collection. We want to help you learn how to apply these life-changing principles. So we're offering the Elijah series on CDs or instant digital downloads as our gift to anyone who will come alongside Tony's ministry with a contribution. We depend completely on your generosity to keep this program on the air. So this is one way we can support you as you support us. And if you contact us right away to take advantage of this limited-time offer, we'll include a special bonus, the companion DVD Bible study kit that'll equip you to get more out of each message, whether you're reviewing it on your own or with your Bible study or small group. Get all the details and make your request online at TonyEvans.org or give us a call at 1-800-800-3222, where resource team members are standing by day and night to help you. That's 1-800-800-3222. Well, Dr. Evans will come back with more of today's message right after this. Impactful. Amazing. Intense. Thought-provoking. That's how just a few students describe their experience since enrolling in the Tony Evans Training Center. The best part is, the Training Center is wherever you and your online connection are. Going beyond a Sunday sermon, these compelling Bible study courses take a much deeper look at Scripture, the Bible's writers, social issues of today, and so much more. Log on today to learn more at TonyEvansTraining.org. TonyEvansTraining.org. Explore the kingdom anytime, anywhere. Here we got a man giving birth. Some of you, you're dealing with situations. The counselor can't help you. Money can't fix it. And people you know can't change it. You need to go into labor. You need to find a Mount Carmel somewhere. And you need to go down and push and push and push. You say, how long do I push? How long do I put? Well, let's go back to the scripture. Because it says an effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man. He said to his servant in verse 43, go up now and look toward the sea. In other words, look for the answer. Because it's a storm. So look for the answer. So the servant went up, verse 43 says, and looked and said, there is nothing. Okay, let's stop that. He prayed and nothing happened. Anybody know that feeling? You prayed and nothing happened. He went up and he said, I I look for an answer, but there's no answer to the prayer. First of all, did you pray in labor? Because we all know that's false labor. We all know that's false labor. You, You think something coming, ain't nothing coming. But he prays, he says, I don't see anything. And he went up and looked again. There's nothing. He said, go back seven times. The man comes back after the seventh time, verse 44, and says, behold, a cloud as small as the man's hand is coming up from the sea. But that's all he needed to see. Because sometimes God doesn't give it to you all at once. He lets you see a little something, something. 
and a little something something says I'm I'm listening I'm I'm hearing you we're not ready to complete it but uh, when you see that little cloud he said oh you saw a little cloud he went and told Ahab go get your chariot go to Jezreel because it's getting ready to thunderstorm up in here up in here why? Because sometimes God gives you a little down payment. He doesn't take care of everything. He just show you a little, a little something so that you keep on going, keep on praying, keep on trusting because I hear you. It says in the last verse, then the hand of the Lord was on Elijah and he girded up his loins and outran Ahab to Jezreel. Okay, wait a minute. Watch this now. In the previous verse, Ahab has got a chariot, which means he has horses. Horses are pulling his chariots. And these are multiple horses because he's the king. So he's got a group of horses pulling his chariot from Carmel to Jezreel, which is 15 miles. So this is a 15-mile ride. Kings had runners. The job of the runner was to run in front of the king to make sure there was nothing in the road so there would be nothing to jeopardize the king. So the king had runners. Now, I don't know what happened to Ahab's runners. Maybe they got scared when Elijah killed all them prophets and quit. I don't know. But his runner was nowhere to be found. And uh, Elijah becomes his runner. But wait a minute. Elijah says he had to girdle up his loins. That means he had to pull up his robe, tuck it under his belt, and run. That's an old boy here. Old boy is running 15 miles, and he's out running the horses. Okay? He right. Oh, it makes me think of Isaiah 40. Those who wait upon the Lord shall get new strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not go weary. They will walk and not faint. Somehow, it's a, and you say, how do I know this was a supernatural track star? Because it says, and the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. And see, he started kicking it. He started kicking it. Because when God comes through for you, even though you've had to wait for it, you'll be like Caleb, who said, I started when I was 40. Now I'm 85. But God has given me strength at 85 that I had at 40. And it was worth waiting on him for my change to come. God can take you and give you strength for whatever he's going to bring your way when you suck it down from up there, down here through the effectual fervent prayer. Now let me close with something. A number of years ago, for those who haven't heard this story, I was doing an evangelistic crusade in Columbia, South Carolina. This crusade was at the Bryce Football Stadium, which is the football stadium for the University of South Carolina. It was Sunday night, the first night of the crusade, when somewhere between 15 or 20,000 people had gathered in the stadium for us to preach the gospel to. Before the service, all the ministers and the planning committee went downstairs to pray. A gentleman came in and said, we've just been warned that a major storm is coming and it will be here by 7 o'clock. It's now 6 o'clock and the meeting is supposed to begin at 7. So based on the meteorological report, we were going to be drenched with a heavy thunderstorm at 7 o'clock. So we went into prayer. 
And we prayed that God would hold the rain and we prayed that God would uh, allow the service to go on and we prayed. The ministers prayed, but every minister, including me, prayed a safe prayer. A safe prayer is, Lord, don't let it rain if it's not your will. So we prayed that safe prayer. At the end of the prayer, a five foot one lady named Linda said, may I pray? We said, well, well, yes, yes, go ahead and pray. You know, we need all the prayer we can get. Here is the summary of Linda's prayer. Linda said, Lord, we are here doing what you ask us to do. You ask us to win people to Christ. You ask us to proclaim your word. We have spent money, time, energy to put this crusade together doing what you told us to do. So you would embarrass yourself if you let it rain because you control the weather. So therefore, Lord, here it got crazy. I command you to stop the rain. All the preachers did was just look at each other and wait for lightning to strike. Because we got this little five foot one lady commanding God with the rain. We walk up. It's now seven o'clock. It's time for the service to begin. The MC comes out and he says, ladies and gentlemen, we know that rain is supposed to come. The sky is dark behind us. It's coming this way. We know it's supposed to come. We're just going to go as long as we can go. So if you'll just remain here as long as you can, we'll do as much as we can. Because it wasn't looking good. You can hear the thunder in the background. It's coming this way. As we begin the service, we're 10 to 15 minutes into the service, and now it's black, it's thundering behind us, and you can begin to hear the rain. As the rain came up to the stadium, with our own eyes, the rain split. Half of it went around this way, half of it went around that way, and then the rain came back together at the other end of the stadium. See, the preachers were being spiritually polite, but Linda gave an effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person. She got down and put her head down and pushed and pushed and pushed. And like Jacob said, I'm not going to let you go until you do something. I'm going to give birth to a miracle. Somebody here today needs a miracle in your life, needs a miracle in your emotions, needs a miracle in your home, needs a miracle on your job. If you commit to righteousness, if you commit to prayer, if you commit to Mount Carmel, and if you get pregnant with God's life and are willing to go in the labor, what happened to Elijah, James says, is available to you. If you've never experienced the miracle of being reborn into a whole new life by asking Jesus to forgive your sins, visit TonyEvans.org right now and follow the link at the top of the homepage that says Jesus. There, Tony will tell you all about what it means to be a Christian and walk you through everything you need to know to start your brand new life. And a quick reminder, you can get the six-lesson Elijah Message Collection on CD or downloadable MP3s as our thank you gift for your contribution to help us keep Tony's teaching on this station. 
Along with the audio package, we'll send you the Elijah DVD Bible Study Kit as a special bonus. So make a point of visiting us today at TonyEvans.org to make the arrangements before time runs out. Again, that's TonyEvans.org. Or reach out to our Resource Center by calling 1-800-800-3222, where team members are available 24 hours a day to help you. That's 1-800-800-3222. There's a myth going around that spiritually healthy Christians live on an emotional even keel 100% of the time. Well, Dr. Evans has a dose of reality in store for us on Monday as he talks about what to do when our feelings don't measure up to our faith. I hope you'll join us. The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans is brought to you by The Urban Alternative and is made possible by the generous contributions of listeners like you. 